money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. I think that's like consistently the first half of the year here as we've come into well, how I'm many just, shows we've I'm done this year. I'm just ready to go, man. You are ready to talk yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so happy about that because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. Yes. And it would be really boring conversation if it were just me. Yes. So I'm so happy you're here. Uh, we've got a special guest in the yes. studio with us in Tim Jenkins. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you. Great right. to be here. Love to have you back. We had so much fun back in January just talking about wealth and riches and all of that stuff. If you missed that show, it is a definite got to go back and listen to that show. Not right now. Listen to this show and then afterwards go listen to that show. So that was back in January and, and we were talking about wealth and riches with Tim Jenkins. That'll be the, the title that'll, you'll find it under. So. And just, just on that, just, to, just for those viewers that were, or those listeners that were there, um, hopefully they've spent a coffee's worth of time sure. to answer that question. Yes. Wealthy is the person who yes. for 219, um, this is kind of, you know, kind of my roadmap. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. So now we've got your interest peaked so go back and listen to it later but not so, right but now not right now because yeah. we have a I different topic. maybe i shouldn't tell them where to go get that right maybe i'll just hold <laughs> off to the end yeah, of the well. show yeah. if you do want to go back to to hear the show chri.ca has some archive there and more than enough.ca has some archive there so those you don't need any special technology just hit play and listen in if you listen on podcasts and you want to get it into your podcast, you'll have to just scroll through. But whatever podcasting um, platform you have, um, it's there. So iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, all kinds of, uh, again, if, if it's not on your podcasting platform, then feel free to reach out to us. Say, Dave, it's not on here. And we'll, we'll make that happen as soon as we can. On with the show. Okay, so today's topic, last time it was wealth and riches, as we uh, already said, but this time we're going to talk about legacy and what does legacy mean? What what does it mean? But mm-hmm. before we go there, I'm going to read some scripture verses where we hear Jesus speaking to John um, about what his legacy was. Hmm. So I'm going to read verses from Matthew 11. And if you know the story of John the Baptist toward the end of his life, when he's anticipating his death, he's imprisoned. And, you know, I think some of us um, can maybe not relate to the depth of his story, but we've had moments of doubt, I think, um, in our lives. And um, this is what John is asking he says to his disciples, say, um, when John heard, uh, had heard in prison about the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples to him, and he sent them with this question, are you the coming one, or do we look for another? Jesus answered and said to them, go and tell John the things which you hear and see. The blind see and the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. 
As they departed, Jesus began to say to the multitudes concerning John, What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? But what did you go out to see? A man clothed in soft garments? Indeed, those that those who wear so- soft clothing are in kings' houses. But what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I say to you, and more than a prophet, for this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before my face who who will prepare my way before you. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. That's pretty high accolades from the Son of God. Yeah. Doesn't get any better than that in terms of a legacy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what's a, what struck me actually, I, Dave and I were reading it this morning before the show, and was that as the disciples of John departed, so Jesus answered John and said, "Oh, just tell him, you know. I mean, he didn't say it like this, but you know, go and see. You know, the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed. You know, great. And blessed is he who's not offended because of me. Then they leave." Then Jesus turns to the crowd, and John's not even there. Mm. And he speaks about the legacy that John is leaving. That's and, pretty and, cool. And I, I mean, I, I would hope that John get, but he didn't think, oh, well, tell John he's just the best guy ever. He, th- he leaves. Mm. And then he says it. I, I, anyway, I find that interesting. That's why he's I, Jesus. I know. I, yeah, and there's, uh, I mean, the the other thought that struck me when when reading that scripture is, is John's still alive? <laughs> so yeah, the, right, right. He declares he the yeah. legacy yeah. while John is yeah, still alive. And we're talking about legacy, and and uh, you know, just by thought, we're thinking, okay, legacy is third, fourth generation. It's it's you're long gone, or or maybe you know the grandkids or the great grandkids or something. But here, Jesus is declaring. John's legacy while he's still alive, which yeah, is, is and, pretty neat. And I think that's neat, but it's also, I think it's an, an important principle because, you know, the older we get, we, we are creating a legacy, whether mm-hmm. we want to or not, mm-hmm. right? That's just happening by default. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but as we begin to age and get some gray hair, we can be enjoying that legacy as well as knowing mm-hmm. that it's going to last hopefully for several mm-hmm. generations, but only if we're proactive about that and do mm-hmm. something. It's not going to just, um, uh, to, ha- to have a great one and to have it last, we have to be proactive. Why do you, why did these so Tim had um, offered us these verses to share as part of our discussion on legacy? Why did you why did you want to share have us read these verses about John today? Well, it, you know, I guess it's just when you look at a legacy, uh, it, it doesn't get better than the Son of God saying that you know what this is the that this is this is the guy this is the best guy that there's ever been that was born of of a human, um, and so. That's that's a great definition mm-hmm. to have. It's a great example, and it also talks about the fact that that Jesus is aware of legacy um, mm-hmm. and that it is going to happen, and and He's got principles for us to discover around that and to live by. So so let's okay. Gonna... I got to throw this okay, in. Note to ahead. self: John's in prison. I can't imagine he has a whole lot of money Assets. stashed away somewhere. <laughs> like I'm just I'm just guessing. <laughs> That probably, you know, again, when we think legacy, we often think the the financial piece of legacy. We often think assets, you know, storing them up and and letting them grow and and going to grandkids, which is wonderful. But, you know, here we are, the the son of God declaring the legacy over John, who, you know, literally is in jail, has no money 
again, we want to put that right out there, right out front, because yes, this is a show where we talk about the money, hard issues around money. And guess what? I think this is one of those hard issue issues. Yeah. And, and, and to me, this is one of those valuables. So one of the principles that we use when we interact with clients is uh, the principle says, pass your, pass your valuables before your values. Mm -hmm. Because if you pass your values first, that can help to create value and wealth. But if you simply pass wealth without instruction and without values, rarely does that do anything. And so uh, I think most of us, if we stop and think about that, we go, yeah, there's truth there. Um, that resonates with my heart and with my mind. Um, and, and, and so that's a financial truth. But most of us, when we interact with a lawyer or a financial planner, when we're doing estate planning, we're only looking at how much, how do we keep the tax man out and who gets what? Mm-hmm. And it's all dollars on the sheet rather than some of the things that when we stop and think, wait, wait a minute, what is it that, that, you know, I've, I've acquired beyond money and is, are some of those things more important to pass on and leave to the next generation and hopefully even beyond that one generation? How do I do that? What are they and how do I pass those on? So let me reiterate that. I want to go back to that. So pass your values before your valuables. Exactly. So pass your values before your valuables. And I mean, I think that... Okay, I'm going to stop you even further because I think we have to go back because in our world, we can talk about legacy and legacy, that's great. It's a word we use. But for the average listener, I'm thinking no clue about legacy. Okay, I, well, not no sure. clue. Yeah, but no, forgive me, listeners. I know you guys are smart, but you don't use legacy in your everyday language. Exactly. So, what are we talking about here? What What is a legacy? Yeah. So it, it's it's something that's handed down from one generation to another. And, and I think our culture, the rare moments we think about that, we think about inheritance, we think about money. Um, but what I want us to think, be thinking about is what's more important than money? There are, there are some things that are more important to most of us than money. Then let's make sure that the important things, the most valuable things, are things that we've passed along with the money. But- so, and I'm thinking as just an example, something that, and I know this is a little different, but let's say it's my great grandmother's diamond ring that she had from her mother. And it's, it's, I know it's a symbol of money, but that becomes of great worth, or it could actually be a China teacup. It wouldn't have to even be worth anything, but because it was something has a story attached to it. I get that story from generation to generation. I'm just thinking in a practical term. And I know we're going to talk about values yet but it's we we think of that as something valuable right from our grandmother or our great grandmother but it's not necessarily of something of financial worth it's just something that was of do you know what yes yeah. certainly I, I i'm tracking with what you're saying reb i'm also saying um that that certainly is part of it um where i want us to go with our conversation today is to even think of other things like uh key principles of uh, what's what's made us um successful in life and that's not necessarily mm-hmm. financially successful right. how how have i been able to have a good relationship with a child or a good relationship with a spouse or um different things like that um and we, we can talk about that in but but that's that's also part of our legacy, and those are the things that are really important and valuable. And I my what I what I see happening is that's not getting captured, mm-hmm. that's getting missed. And so mm-hmm. each generation 
has to start over again. Mm-hmm. What a shame. Mm-hmm. So we're more concerned about passing down the riches or the dollar signs or the those teacups and whatever than actual how we got to build the wealth in the first place. Or you know, I, I'm reminded through. by the story of the, the, the man who built his house on the sand and the man who built his house on the rock. And again, I'm, I'm going to take a little creative license here, but it seems to me what we're talking about is, is that the, the man who builds his house on the rock is building his house on values. He's passing down good work ethic. He's passing passing down honoring his spouse. He's he's uh, passing down family is important and and all of these values. And the man who's building on the sand is simply building on financial. And so when the first storm comes, a generation swipes through, the house on the sand falls down. The one that's built on values actually continues to stand from generation to generation to generation. Mm-hmm. Is that Make a picture. Am I right with that, Tim? Yeah, what like like what we're looking at there is 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 capturing those learning lessons of life that mm-hmm. are the most important things to us, and then making sure that the next generation understands those mm-hmm. and 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 understands the story around it. Like Reb mm-hmm. was talking mm-hmm. about that China set. Like yeah. there, there's there's a there's a family value mm-hmm. to that. Right. Um, why was that so important? Who who was she? What was she all about? Um, right. You know her character and those things mm-hmm. are are we we all resonate with stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus used stories all the time. That was his mm-hmm. teaching mechanism. And I think that's where when we begin to communicate the stories of our life mm-hmm. with the values that we've learned, mm-hmm. now there's a lot of wealth created within the family. Mm-hmm. And um, and so things like uh, we want to capture, you know, what um, what failures did we have to overcome? Because most of most of our like our grandkids, they mm-hmm. see us kind of later in life. Um, they see us kind of maybe perhaps more established. Established. They didn't see kind of what it was like to pay your own way through school or that first job that was a grunt job. It was like, you know, back mm-hmm. then, maybe Tim Hortons didn't exist, <laughs> but it was a Tim Hortons night shift, right? Um, and 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 they, they just see, you know, grandpa and grandma comfortable. Um, and, and so there's a disconnect. And, and why this is so critical, um, we work with high net worth families, but, um, and, and, and what, there's a, a 90 10 rule that we talk about. Um, and it says that a 90% of a high net worth family's financial assets are gone within three generations. So we're, we're talking about a multi, multi-million dollar family net worth. Um, and, um, and within three, three generations, um, that family doesn't know that that money existed. It's gone. It's been used. And I, You share that statistic and that is a, a really mind-blowing statistic to me. It is. Yeah, it's a bit of a wake-up call, even you know, especially for us that don't have multi-million dollars to pass on. And again, to talk about legacy, what is that? How does that play out? Well, yeah. So this applies to any family, but but we talk about it with our clients, um, and and it's a real wake-up call. But it's a wake-up call for all of us. Mm-hmm. And there's two things that are happening here: um, the 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 disbursement of that wealth, um, if it's not been done well, is a real waste. That's not good mm-hmm. stewardship. That's not even good. Good financial management, but the other side of it is um, is the principles and the values that we have that that allowed us to, with God's uh, um, you know help, create that wealth, that financial wealth. Um, the principles and the values 
typically never go more than one generation. And wow. here's why. It's because um, the, the the relationships are not tight and close between one generation and the next. Mm-hmm. And so when we go from grandparent to grandchild, we think of it, you know, there's a decade, maybe two decades that they're both alive. Mm-hmm. Um, geographically, they may be dispersed. There may not be that many touch points in the course of a year where grandpa and grandma can can communicate what life was like and and, and some of the key treasures um, that they have from uh, from just living life. Mm-hmm. And, and as a result, there's a disconnect yeah. between the money that that third generation or the second generation gets and what it it, it took to create that. And so legacy is part of that. And regardless of our financial wealth, when it comes to capturing those key principles, those key things that we learned, um, we want every generation to be better off than than the next. That's part of us as, as, as humans and as parents. And, and I think we do a huge disservice by being so busy and, and not thinking longer term in terms of our family and not capturing and communicating um, some of those key principles. And I'll, you know, we can talk about two or three things here that I think are really um, key things to capture. Okay. I'm just, while you're talking, I'm thinking about my own grandparents. I, I didn't meet my one grandfather. Yeah. Uh, he was a businessman in Russia. And, but the stories I know, I know, I know what it took for him to even leave uh, a full business. And he, he left, ran for his life because he was, uh, it was during the Bolshevik Revolution and he left his entire business behind and came to Canada with his family because he would have died otherwise. Yeah, so move from Russia to Winnipeg. I mean, there's a transition, if it, you know, in terms with, of that. With nothing. With nothing, right? So and from he, a very successful businessman, ran a, a plow-making factory, you know, many employees, all of that, to Winnipeg in winter with but, nothing. But right? what I know of his legacy, he was a praying man, mm. and he didn't see any of his sons uh, walking with the Lord. But the Lord assured him that um, it would happen. And within, I think, five years of his death, uh, they came to the Lord and followed the Lord. Our families were changed forever because of his prayers. Like wow. it's a, it's wow. a, I, he's, he's, awesome. the, he's the second man. I, when I get to heaven, like Jesus, I love you. Where's my grandpa? Cause <laughs> it is, it's a power, but what is it? That's the story I know. It is. And, and that's, we want to capture that. Yeah. Right. What a loss. If you didn't know who your grandfather yes. was, that changes who you are, oh, it, it, how you view yourself totally, and your family. And totally. Well, my, we've had this discussion yes. before in the, sense of saying, you know, if your dad was on a trajectory that was against God, the, the family, yep. yeah. I mean, there were, so what Rebecca is today is, is a, is, is a credit, is fruit, a great word. It's a fruit of the legacy of her grand, praying grandfather, because it was her father's life who changed when he, he saw Christ and then their family changed because of that. Um, and you look at that and you go, well, that, like, wow, that's fruit. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, and that's why this topic to me is so important. We want to begin to think beyond our generation. We want to begin to think beyond our children and even our grandchildren. So some practical things is, you know, to be proactive, to build relationships um, takes time and it mm-hmm. takes intention. And, you know, you talk about your grandfather. My grandfather was a very relational purpose person, but he did that on purpose. And he's been the most influential person 
person in my life um, because he built a relationship with me. He told me stories. He told me his values. Um, he had an end game. Um, even though I didn't know it as a teenager, he knew that he, you know, his time was limited. He wanted to plant those those truths within me. And so um, that's what I encourage our clients and our listeners uh, to be thinking about, you know, what what is your end game? And here's a great question around that. What are the highest aspirations I have for my children, my grandchildren, and beyond? That's mm. that, you know, when we think that way. When we think about that, now it gives us fuel to be intentional. It gives us fuel to make the time because we're all so busy. You know, what can I do for each of those grandchildren or children to communicate in a way that resonates with them um, and then to put that down on paper. Um, so you, you may not be a writer. I happen to enjoy writing. That's just naturally how I communicate. And so one of the things that I started doing was I have um, I bought books for my kids 10 years ago um, and and they weren't that old. And, and every year I, I write some stuff down into it in terms of what I saw in them that year. Um, things that So we capture some, some memories. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also capture, you know, and affirm them in the things I see that that are they they're developing within their life, mm-hmm. and some teaching moments. And so every year we just kind of update that. It could be as so so it could be as simple as um, just just start with a letter. Doesn't need to be mm-hmm. a book, you know, one page, two page, whatever. What's on your heart for that child, for that grandchild? Um, we're capturing that. You're putting that on paper. Um, talk about some things um, like um, that we we mentioned earlier. You know, where where were the failures? We learn more from failure than we do from success. So, what were the failures? Um, our our kids, our grandkids, see that. Um, the what do we learn from uh, from that failure? Uh, what was that lesson so that maybe they can avoid? That particular failure, mm-hmm. and still get capture capture the lesson. And, and those aren't always necessarily nice to revisit. But but I have said to Dave many times, I wish my dad were here because he passed away f- over five years ago. I, and I say I wish my dad were here so I could talk to him because running this business sometimes is you know, offers challenges. And I'm just like, oh, I just, but I know on the other hand, he's with the Lord and he's also, you know, I imagine him cheering me on not to give up and to persevere, but because I knew he loved the Lord, right? But I I don't, I was the youngest of seven. So I don't necessarily, I didn't see the failures. I heard of the years where it was lean, where it was, my mom was counting every penny after coming home from the grocery store, literally, right? She'd, she'd, Dad that was when pennies actually exi- meant something. existed, yeah. and my dad would de- demand to see the pennies and how many were left, and he'd count them. And now, what do I see in in her old age? Well, she has plenty, right? She and he always made sure as they got older and had more that she could just shop, but she wouldn't because she had like she just didn't. Yeah. You know, it took a lot for her to spend money because she had to keep track of it so well. And that comes back to that ninety ten rule. The reason that 90% of the assets are gone is that third and fourth generation have no connection to how that money was made and how it was saved and how it was managed. Mm -hmm. And they just think it's Christmas every day. We have this Mm -hmm. big pool of money. It's all about us. And yet when you understand how hard it was, how hard somebody else worked and saved and managed and the Mm -hmm. principles they used to maintain and grow that asset Mm -hmm. and that that's part of family and that's part of the mission or the, the, the goal 
whole of family, then now each generation can say, okay, yeah, we can enjoy the financial resources that someone else has done or or has has created and given to us, but we're also stewards. Um, And Mm -hmm. so what we're doing is um, we get to enjoy it, but we also want to use it and, and, and prepare the next generation to be able to do the same so that now that that family legacy, it's one of different generations knowing what that family was about, knowing their history, knowing why they're here on earth, knowing those key principles. Now you're elevating the next generation. If it takes us 30, 40 years to figure some things out about money or about, you know, how do we grow a business or how do we, um, you know, just different principles like that, how do we just succeed in relationships? Um, you want to pass those on. So, so to me, that's about legacy. We talked earlier, what are the things that are more valuable than money? It's those principles. It's those, those, those things that we've learned. Let's capture those somehow, even if it's turning on the iPhone and, and, you know, well, talking just, to the video, I was just right? thinking, and uh, passing that along. Yeah. That I mean, we don't have to, you don't have to be a writer. You could just mm-hmm. take a minute and, and ask, and ask your grandparents or your parents if you could leave three th- of words of advice, what would you tell us? Even For something sure. as simple as that. I know your sister has been working really hard, Dave, on she interviewed her in-laws and your parents. Yeah, and she's is, working both sides. Yeah, and yeah. she's writing wow. stories. Compiling. That yeah, so yeah. Compiling. That's exactly what we're well, talking I know. about. And that Get was, it on paper yeah. for all the generations. And she has from. it on audio. So she's not only writing oh, yeah. the story, but then voice. she'll have the, the voice. You get the, yeah, yeah. the urgency in yeah. the voice and the stories. Yeah, yeah so sure. uh, we're looking forward to reading all all of those. But I mean, and that might be overwhelming, but literally turn your iPhone on mm-hmm. and press record. And and I think let's we're coming to the end of the show. And I think, you know, the idea that it just simply starts with maybe it's time to go visit with grandma and grandpa, but intentionally sit down and say, listen, I, let's go out for a coffee. And I want to hear some stories, like just put the phone on the table in front of you or whatever. But and I want to hear some stories about how you got where you got we are in canada here you know there's not a lot of generations we're, we're all immigrants in the sense that canada is a young country a lot of us have, have come i'm a first generation canadian my my parents emigrated from from holland so you know i don't have the opportunity to go back and see what my grandparents and my grandparents grandparents went through in Holland because, well, they're gone and I have no connection really to Holland, but I still get the stories. And so if you have the opportunity where you can sit down with grandma and grandpa, then take it and take it while there's time, that 10 to 20 years that are available. And, and if and if your grandpa and grandma, which really, uh, you know, is where my heart is right now, is, um, you know, what what's your end game? That question again is, what are the highest aspirations I have for my children and my grandchildren and beyond? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and just think through that and then, okay, what are the simple steps to be able to communicate those mm-hmm. aspirations? And maybe that's the question you ask grandma and grandpa. So what were oh, your highest sure. a- Both ways. aspirations yeah. for me? Right? As your grandchild, yeah. like, yeah, what sure. can I do to honor you and the generation before? I mean, exactly. those are some pretty, pretty intense, deep wouldn't, questions. Going back to John the Baptist, wouldn't it be amazing to to transport yourself to him in in that cell and say, what what are you what do you want to leave us with, John? Mm-hmm. And what and he already did. 
He left well, he us. did, and that's it. And that's yeah. another amazing thing, Reb. When you think about it, could he ever ever imagined what um, what uh, what his legacy would be? Here we are, a couple thousand years later, and we're talking about him. Yes. Um, and and who knows what our legacy is a long time down the road from now because yeah. of what we do this year. Yeah. 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 Well, let's pray on that note. So, yeah. Lord, we thank you for the legacy that we all live in. Uh, there's a spiritual legacy. We are your children, and you communicate so clearly through your word your aspirations for us what how you want us to live and and what you want us to be and do and and have in this world and so i thank you for that lord i thank you for your word that you wrote it down and that we can we can just we can read it and so i thank you for that in christ's name so thanks tim for being here thanks for having me that's great what a Always conversation. Always good to have conversations with you, Tim. Enjoy if, uh, you know, if you want to, there are going to be blog notes uh, yeah. where we'll, we'll connect to, or, to uh, Tim's blogs. And uh, certainly, um, if you need to download the show, come to the show, chhri.ca, morethanenough.ca, your favorite podcasting platform. And, and join trinitywealth.ca. Trinityfamilywealth.ca. All right. Join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.